Welcome to the Walking in Purpose podcast, where we teach you how to discover your God-ordained purpose for your life and relationships. And I'm your host, Charles Wonsism. Now let's get after it. Hey family, it's great to be here again to bring you another wonderful episode on a topic that we call uh, service. You know, I just uh, looked out my window and man, it is snowing. Uh, you know, the entire street is covered in uh, thick snow, but thanks to God, tomorrow is a holiday. It is Remembrance Day tomorrow, a day we set aside to honor the brave men and women who fought in the great wars. And, you know, they also gave up their lives in order for us to see a much better world today, even though the world is not perfect, but at least it's it's a much better world uh, for us generally compared to uh, the tyrants back in the day. Uh, you know, these war heroes gave their time, they gave their lives in service to humanity. And the timing of this message is perfect uh, because our topic borders on uh, service. So today I want to explore uh, this topic that I caption, uh, humility in service. So what is humility? Humility is the quality of being humble, a modest or low view of one's own importance. Humility is the quality of being humble and it also means putting the needs of another person before your own and thinking of others above or before yourself. It also means not drawing attention to yourself and it can mean acknowledging that you are not always right. I put together some examples of humility and I have about uh, uh, seven of them. And the first is uh, Mother Teresa was a school teacher um, in India um, and all her needs were met in the convent before, you know, where she lived. However, she chose to give up her life in that convent in order to live uh, with the poorest of the poor on the streets of Calcutta. That's a city, a poor neighborhood in India, uh, taking care of the very sick and dying. Uh, you know, she took care of people with whom no one else wanted to bother. And second example is Jesus Christ himself. Jesus, though he was God, he came to earth as a baby, being born in the humble environment of a stable, you know, where horses are kept. Imagine uh, the Son of God being born in a place where horses were kept. You can imagine how smelly that place would be. A stable is camp because I know uh, we used to live in a house where we kept goats, and it's not a very pleasant smell, so I can imagine. But that was where the Son of God was born, you know. And during his public ministry, even though he was a king, he owned nothing and did not have a home to live in. Another example of humility can be seen uh, when uh, you let someone ahead of you in line when you see they are in a hurry. That is an act of humility. Uh, the star of the basketball team uh, could score a tremendous amount of baskets in any given time, but instead he takes uh, lots of opportunities to pass the ball to his teammates so that they can try to score as well. Uh, this shows the athlete's humility. Or a valedictorian uh, who credits her success to her parents and her teachers, uh, that shows humility. 
an athlete who credits his success to his teammates, even though he has great skill, uh, shows humility. And finally, uh, Kate Middleton, uh, married into British royalty, she still likes to do her own grocery shopping and she still likes to do her own cooking. Uh, that can also be an act of humility. So the list is endless. And uh, these are some of the examples of being humble in our day-to-day lives. You know, showing humility in our everyday lives shows great maturity. And we need to see more of this in our society. But I must also let you know that the human nature is never prone to be humble. In fact, it fights it. The human nature wants to be proud, rude, and nonchalant. The human nature thinks first about himself before any other person. It does not mingle with the poor and the lows in the society. His primary goal is to make it in life at whatever cost, even if it means hurting people in his his life and relationships. This is the reason why Jesus came to this world, to show us a better way of servant leadership. Jesus showed us that we can beat the human nature and attain a state of humility. God hates a proud and arrogant attitude, and he will not draw close to people like this. Bible says in 1 Peter chapter 5, from verse 5 and 6, and it says, Likewise, you younger people, submit yourselves to your elders. Yes, all of you be submissive to one another and be clothed with humility. For God resists the proud but gives grace to the humble. Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time. You see, that scripture was addressing the younger people. And it is specific because uh, your young state, uh, basically between the age of 14 to 40 years old or 45, uh, uh, it signifies the peak of your strength, the peak of your intellect, and the peak of your ability to do anything physically. You are young, healthy, and strong. And it is at that time you feel invincible. The younger people show less tolerance for humility. They are more prone to be rebellious to their parents and rebellious to the law in general. It is the main reason why majority of crimes committed are always attributed to men and women between the ages of 14 to 40 years old. This is addressing our younger ones because they are most prone to not being humble at that stage of their lives. Like when I was 16 years old, I did not really see a need to be humble because I knew I had time on my hands. So it was easier for me to feel like I can make mistakes and correct them before I get much older. So I believe God is reminding our young men and women out there to be humble now as a prerequisite to be used in greater dimension, in greater capacity when they begin to get older. Your youth signifies that stage where God begins to lay uh, future plans in your heart, you know, plans for how God wants to use you. I personally believe It is that stage where God begins to train you for what is to come. It is that stage of your life where God begins to show you where you fit in his service. Take a look at young men like David from the Bible. 
David was a man God began to train for leadership roles while he was still very young. God led him, you know, to lead his father's sheep in preparation for being king where he will begin to lead God's people. And it is no wonder when Samuel came uh, to uh, David's father's house looking for David to anoint him as king. The father said, well, he's out there in the wilderness taking care of his sheep. He was young. God was using that experience to begin to form his mentality of leadership in future. That is why it is very important for you to understand what God is doing in your life now that you are still young. Let's look at Joseph. Joseph was another young man, and God began to reveal his destiny through dreams. And all of his experiences later made him or helped him become the prime minister of the world's greatest civilization at the time. When you are young is the time to begin to develop dreams of the future. Joseph was young. He began to catch these dreams from heaven. And he kept them to heart because whenever he woke up from these dreams, he tells his, 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 you know, his family. And of course, they got jealous. And when you read his story, you would see all of the series of events that happened leading him to the most important position in Egypt, being the prime minister. So this is, this is, this is the time. This is our time. We're still young. This is the time to begin to get it right for the sake of future posterity. And another young man is Daniel. Daniel began to display great wisdom at solving some of the world's hardest puzzles. And that gift he had brought him to King Nebuchadnezzar. And the list goes on and on and on. If these young men did not humble themselves or allow their experiences humble them, we will not be hearing of such men today and we will not be hearing of their many successes and victories. So now, you see from the scripture we read earlier, it says God resists the proud. God cannot walk with people who are proud in his service. When you are too proud for God to use you, You are like a stiff material that cannot easily bend to anyone's will. Service to God requires you to be flexible because God will test you. Look at the example of Abraham. Now, God may tell you to sweep the church. I mean, like sweep the church with a broom, for instance. God may tell you to do such things to test your humility. And if you are too proud to be used, you will not agree to do what God says. But a humble heart will do whatever God says, no matter the cost. A heart of stone cannot be flexible in God's hands. Of course, you can can try bending stone to shape it into whatever thing you desire. That would be impossible, and you know that, right? I was... 16 years old when I gave my life to Jesus. This was a time when nobody in my family really knew Jesus Christ. And we were literally, as we were were in the hands of the devil, like literally. 
Strange things were happening in my family. And of course, we were in darkness. Until I began to see the light of Jesus. You see, my life changed because I had some bad habits. When my mom, my mother, when she began to notice this this new change in me, she, she got encouraged and she too gave her life to Jesus Christ. And she only gave her life to Jesus Christ because of what God was doing in my life. And that was what she told me. And ultimately, everybody in my family became followers of Jesus. And just like in my story, you too can be that spark which will ignite a revival or a change in your family, schools, and communities. Now, fast forward to my undergraduate days, I became the Christian Union president at my university. And it was during my youthful stage, you know, while serving God in various capacities, that I began to understand where God was leading me for my future. Which brings me to a very important point. You see, the youthful stage of your life is so important and the devil knows it. This is why he brings various distractions your way in the hopes that you get caught up in the web of drugs, sex, and alcohol. Because the devil knows when when these things get up to you, or you get caught up with these things, it it, it might take years before you stay delivered and before you begin to know where God is leading you. It is no wonder that our youths face the greatest challenges of peer pressure and societal norms, all in a bid to keep them distracted from serving God and pursuing their purpose. The enemy knows that if you miss it during your youthful stage of your life, a comeback will be near impossible. This is why many are locked up in prisons until they have wasted their youthful years. And also the reason why you know, before many of their eyes are open to the truth, it is almost too late. But we serve a God of second chances. If you are listening and you feel like you have missed the bus, God wants me to let you know that there is still time for you. All right, so let's take a breather. <sighs> okay. I want us to study the life of a man whose example is for all of us to follow. A man who embodies humility. And it is no other person than Jesus Christ himself. Philippians chapter 2 verse 7 says, Jesus, who, existing in the form of God, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but he emptied himself, not that word, but Jesus emptied himself, Taking the form of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to death, even death on a cross. Ladies and gentlemen, this was the attitude of Jesus Christ. Jesus is our example for servant leadership. Jesus had to empty himself of any pride and privileges of being God. Like, do you know how hard that must have been for him to let go of all of his entitlements and privileges of being God 
to now become a mere human? Do you know what it is like to let go of your ability to live forever, only to be in a human body that is always prone to disease and sickness? Do you know how difficult it must have been for a man who lived in royalty and splendor in heaven, only to come down here on earth and be treated like a nobody, to be beaten, spat upon, and nailed to the cross. Do you know how hard that is? Do you know how insane it must have been to be so used to the angels doing your every bidding in heaven, only to be down here in the form of man and treated with contempt? Do you know what it means for the Creator to have created this world and set laws like gravity, only to now become subject to the very laws that he himself created. Ah, Jesus for me is the epitome of humility. If Jesus, whose lifestyle is all about royalty in heaven, could empty himself of his privileges, then we have no excuse whatsoever. This is why for me, the first step to service to God is the emptying of oneself, the emptying of yourself and who you think you are before God. It does not matter if you come from a wealthy family or if you are some tech guru. It does not matter if you are a star player in the NFL. Your antecedents cannot match where Jesus was coming from. People seem to be very impressed when they hear a CEO or some top executive uh, washing the dishes or when the prime minister of a nation uses public transit. Oh, they say, yeah, you know, everybody takes out their phone and then it's, it's news all over. But when will the world be more impressed that Jesus, who is God, came to us in the form of a lowly servant, a God who left his majestic throne to be born to a family of carpenters, and born in a place where horses are reared, a God who was once hungry and healed the sick, a God who related more to the poor and to the lowly in the society, as in, how much better can that get? So you see, pride and humility will never mix, just like oil and water. This is why God wants us to empty ourselves of all the rubbish blocking us from serving God with a humble heart. And pride is the number one thing that has to go. Because I see people who feel too cool to serve Jesus. They are too cool to identify with the Jesus freaks. They prefer to hide their identity for fear of being ridiculed for the sake of Jesus Christ. These are the people who are yet to empty themselves for humility's sake and declare publicly their undying faith in Jesus Christ. Jesus gave us another example in Mark chapter 10, verse 32 to 45. And I read, so Jesus called them together and said, 
you know that the rulers of this world lord it over the people, and officials flaunt their authority over those under them. But among you, it will be different. Whoever wants to be a leader among you must be your servant. And whoever wants to be first among you must be the slave of everyone else. For even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve others and to give his life as a ransom for many. And those are Jesus' words. Here was Jesus teaching about serving others in humility. He gave a clear contrast about how our worldly leaders serve compared to how it should be. Our African leaders' style of leadership is a clear attestation of how they lord authority over the poor masses. And their officials in the various arms of government flaunt their authority and wealth over those under them. I am an African, and I have seen these things happen. We as Christians are not called to adopt the method of leadership from our world leaders, but instead we are called to act differently. To first of all, adopt the servant leader mentality where leadership is seen as, first of all, being a servant of all. When we begin to adopt this sense of service, we impact the world more with our examples taken from Jesus' style of leadership. This style of Jesus' leadership shows humility in service. And it also shows a heart that is flexible to carrying out divine instructions, no matter what those instructions are. If God says, pack up and go into the village to preach the gospel, God wants hearts flexible enough to accept the divine instruction and act on it immediately. If God says, that relationship is not good for you, God wants people who will listen as opposed to stiff and rigid hearts that cannot bend to obey God's instructions. Abraham was an example of a man who was flexible. He was flexible flexible to the point of wanting to sacrifice his own son only because God told him to. He was ready, but God was testing him. I started with this podcast by telling you that sometimes God will want to test your service. He would test your humility. So it was time for God to test Abraham. And God told him, hey, that's your only son that you love so much. Go and sacrifice him on the mountain. Even though it was hard, even though it was difficult, even though it cost Abraham sleepless nights, he still went ahead. It was hard, but he was going to do it. And thank God, God stopped him right on time. (laughs) So yes, that is a flexible heart, willing to obey instructions, but a rigid and stiff heart will not even budge. How can God work with stone? Even potters that make clay pots and vessels, they, they like to use materials that are flexible, you know, they may want to twist it, roll it, 
grind it, bend it. It is much easier to work with flexible hearts. And these are hearts immersed in humility, unlike the rigid ones. Okay? So, yeah, so flexible hearts will always win over rigid and stiff hearts. If you cannot work with stone, why would God want to work with stone? He will work with clay so he can form it into whatever he wants to. Last week, my wife talked about the story of Ruth and Naomi, and she will still continue uh, in the next episode of our podcast. Ruth's husband had died, and she was at uh, liberty to go off and marry any man that she chose because she was still young and she was still very beautiful. Yeah. Unlike her sister-in-law who left, Ruth decided to stay with Naomi, who is her mother-in-law. Ruth had the choice to leave and marry of any man she pleased. But her heart was flexible enough to obey God in staying with Naomi. God wanted Ruth to stay with Naomi and despite the distractions, she stayed. Her heart was flexible. She was humble enough to stay with a woman who had no job, a woman who was living in poverty because she had no husband, she had no sons, she had no money, she was old and she was frail. And here was a beautiful young woman who would would have had the pleasure of running off to another man and living a wonderful life, stayed with this old woman called Naomi. They didn't have any money. And they were also in need of food. But she stayed because God had a divine agenda for her life. If her heart was rigid like stone, she would not have been flexible enough to even consider staying with Naomi. But Ruth stayed. Ruth's heart of humility later led her to her predestined husband. And together they became the grandparents to King David who became Jesus' ancestor. That is a blessing of staying true to God with humility in service to him. So it is clear that we all need to have a flexible heart and to empty ourselves of every rubbish notion, mentality, self-worth and pride. We need to get rid of these so that we can serve God in humility and also serve humanity. In humility too. If you need help, just like I do, because I must tell you, I was studying the scripture and I was praying first for myself before I released this podcast. I saw my own faults. There are some little things here and there that I still need to work on. I am not perfect. As I'm talking to you, I'm also talking to myself. I also need help, and together we will pray. Heavenly Father, I come before you today with all of my baggage. Please take them all away from me and help me serve you with my whole heart. I want you to please give me a humble spirit today, not tomorrow, Lord, today. And empty me from everything that would stop me from serving you with humility. Thank you, Lord, for hearing my prayers today. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. Now, I cannot wait to have my wife bring another dynamic word to you next week. Please make sure to tune in and listen as she continues in the story of Ruth and Naomi. I'm sure you will be blessed. Have a wonderful day. 
God bless you. And I'm sure this message has blessed you as much as it has blessed me. Please like, subscribe, share, and leave a comment to let me know how you've been blessed by this message. Or if you'd like to email us, you can do so by writing us at info at walkinginpurpose.ca. Also, don't forget to follow our Instagram page, which is at Walking in Purpose Podcast, and also share with as many as the Holy Spirit leads you to share with. God bless you and I'll see you next week.